Hello and welcome to the Everton Fan Focus Podcast pre-season special. Pre-season special. I know, mate. How are you? You know, yeah. should it be FC Sexy Podcast? Oh, oh my God! Yeah, that's the new word for Everton at the moment, mate. Yeah, it didn't take long for me to get that one in. No, <laughs> yeah, to get. I mean, you know, that, that had to be said. You know, Everton are looking super smooth at the moment in the market. I think you know. Well, it, it's there's an awful lot happening, mate, and we've got we haven't done one for a couple of months. We haven't done one of these podcasts for a couple of months. No, um, obviously we. We missed at the end of the season, the season kind of fizzled out, but we qualified for the Europa, so we need to discuss that. But there's about another 50 things on the agenda to talk about today. 50,000. <laughs> so we're going to rifle through them and try and get through as many as possible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll have to try not to dwell on certain topics for too long and go off on a tangent like we usually do. It's like a, a speed dating, one way to answer questions, just fire them at me. And exactly. <laughs> there is literally a page full of stuff that we're going to talk about today, but it's good to be back anyway. How are you, Mark? Fantastic, mate. Yeah, great. Everything good, yeah. Everything good, busy, hectic, non stop. Uh, and then. And that's just and the my transfer life. window. <laughs> <laughs> Constant fume, and then, you know, Everton, Evertonians flirting between extreme happiness and extreme anger over not much. You know, it's just that's the way it's where it is, isn't it? You know, but classic Evertonian. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll we've, as I say, we've got loads to get through. Uh, most people will want to talk about the transfer window and that, and we'll come to that. But we do because we didn't do a season-ending podcast or a season review. We do need to probably put our views across on how the season went. Just capture five yeah. or ten minutes on that. And starting with yourself, how, how did you see last season? And if you if you had to give a rating for Cumin out of ten, what would you give him? I think like most people I give him a 7 out of 10 purely because we had to address first and foremost that abysmal home record that Martin has left us with I think it was 9 home defeats um, and Koeman had to address that right away because you can't build nothing without, without a decent home record and he turned it into I think it was the best home uh, record season you know wins and goals and, and you know, I think we only lost one game didn't we at home or two was it um, but we didn't we, we addressed that straight away the away record you know was, wasn't great uh, and that needs improving for next season but we built the, the foundation is on, on, on your, what you do at home and we certainly turned Goodison into a fortress last season goals every every game you know uh, smashing the lesser teams which we haven't always done uh, we just need to do pick it up against the top four a lot more but you know we've got that now we, we're comfortable at Goodison again uh, players are enjoying playing at Everton so we just got to you know we're getting the quality in as well and we need to translate that to a way and then you know anything's possible for us isn't it yeah and I'd, I'd probably echo what you say I'd give Koeman a, a 7 out of 10 maybe an 8 um, yeah but yeah objectives you know without repeating you what you've just said improving the home record which was abysmal the past two years getting us uh, a formidable force at Goodison again was definitely an objective obviously Koeman set out from the start Signing decent players, you know, we brought in Guy Williams, Balassi, you know, Schneiderlin, upwards of 60, 70 million for those players. Also trimming the dead wood over two transfer windows, which in terms yeah. of off the field, that is an objective. Um, you're getting us back into Europe and, and we were never we never looked like we were not going to qualify for Europe, to be honest. We were always there or thereabouts in seventh place. We never really, we, we never looked like we'd go sixth or fifth. We never really looked like we'd go eighth or ninth. So I think in terms of where we finished the last two years in 11th place consecutively, that's where we were looking to get back ourselves in the fold. Yeah. Realistically, in terms of where the squad's at and our capabilities, I thought we were the seventh best team in the league. Um, everyone above us was better than us. 
everyone below us was a lot worse than us and going back to what you said about we beat a lot of those lesser sides we did and, and rightly so but if we're going to now transition into anything if we have any sort of plans to go above where we are then this is the way to go about it which is how yeah. we're acting in the transfer window so yeah I think everyone was disappointed at our club performances under Koeman first season ideally would have had a run in them but overall I thought he's, he's, he met the objective set and uh, we, there's a lot of room for improvement but you know I think things could have been a lot worse last season so we have to be realistic and we, we finish where we deserve to finish definitely and foundations have been laid for a bigger future you know we've got we'll have the impact Steve Walsh uh, kicking into this market definitely the impact of the youngsters coming through with. you know it's very very difficult not to get excited about what's happening at Everton so you can clearly tell the foundation that last season was always because of the mess that fella left us in minus um, it was always going to be a challenge of just uh, catching back up uh, and getting on a level you know to, to build again and I think now we're at that level and what about Cumin's approach then, Mark? Because I one thing I wanted to say was I was impressed with his ruthlessness and his uh, his kind of straight shooting approach and no nonsense. And I don't know that because he comes from a central defensive background or yeah. he's vastly experienced and vastly knowledgeable man. But he seemed to just sort of embrace the fact that I'm the manager. He commands respect because of his name, but also he, I thought he enthused that throughout the club from top to bottom. And we've seen that with, with people who've left the club, I think I've said probably on numerous occasions. There's a lot of people just making up the numbers at Everton, whereas Cumin's come along and thought, right, X, Y, Z, we're going to get rid of you and we're going to bring players. And yeah. it's, there's no sentiment involved, there's, there's no nicey nicey, you know, oh, we're all friends here, big one, big boys club. And I think maybe some Everton players over the past 10, 15 years have dined out on that, yeah. got contracts. Um, played bit part roles at the club whereas now you'd either play an important part or you'll be out the door definitely but the guy's well first and foremost is a winner a complete natural born winner he's used to he's, not, he's got a winning mentality he's, he's used to winning trophies and that's that's something that we, we, we haven't always had at, uh, at manager level do you know what I mean we've had managers who who, who Moist one said it was, you know, it was an achievement to win a Premier League game at times. You know, the whole mentality changed because of who we got in the dugout. Because he's, he's you know, he's second isn't good enough for him. And I don't know, you know, it's going to take a while for us to get to the top. But this guy is has got it in him and knows what it takes to to, to sort of be that, you know, to, to get us up to where we want to be. So do, you, do you think he'll be here for the long haul? Yeah, I think so. I think that the. I think it's an evolving, I hate the word project, but I think it's an, an evolving, um, ambition-laden, I have to say, project from Machiri to get us, you know, and it's so clear what they're doing. It, you have to be blind to notice that Everton are upwardly mobile at the moment. You know, even from like the, the investment in youth, big investment in youth now, we're, we're poaching every every quality player in Europe's coming over. Um, and also, the, the new stadium and it's just even just like you say the trimming of the dead wood all the shite's going out the window and slowly but surely we're gradually bringing upgrades and decent upgrades we just need that one big one that everyone has yeah it was interesting um, reading Frank DeBoer's comments where he's took the Palace job and he, he mentioned Cumin and that was talked about and he was linked with the Everton job but uh, yeah. he said Cumin wasn't unsure, was unsure about joining Everton but then he just made the decision to join Everton so I think the off-field things that are going on at Everton would have influenced his decision-making as well and, and the fact that he's been basically given free reign in yeah. terms of that Everton as we run as a club. You know, the manager's the manager. He makes a lot of decisions all, all of the 
the decisions you'd like to think so yeah it was interesting to read the ball's comments and I think you know it's thought out in the press a lot whether like Everton would be a stepping stone for Koeman yeah. but to me I'm not too bothered about that if within three or four years if he got us to a level where I wanted us to be at and then he moved on to a bigger better job at a yeah. bigger club if there is a bigger club that isn't for me but um, then Same. fair play I mean my concern is Everton and if, if Koeman's part of our path to success and greatness or getting us back to where we want to be then fair enough but it's like, do you think he will stay around beyond his contract? Yeah I think that the board continues to show the ambition that they're showing right now and I'm not having it that it's just the Lukaku money getting spent I'm just not having it Well we'll um, come to that Mark Yeah sorry <laughs> going off on a tangent but you know this project is I hate saying it but what's going on at Everton is the um, it is more and more mouth watering by the minute it seems you know what I mean I don't know why he would want to go anywhere else because this club is now looking to move to a, a, an iconic stadium definitely um, and, and with that bringing in the best youth around and the best players around to, to mix why on it I just I don't see why you want to go anywhere else unless it was like Barcelona or Real Madrid and life changing clubs you know but you could say the same about some of the players that we're going to talk about as well yeah. couldn't you so, yeah. like you say you know if Koeman doesn't stay we're signing players right now we signed Ashley Williams right not great but we did end up with most clean sheets for a reason same with Spalassi to get us up to a level and then you think okay these players will last maybe a year or two and then we sign other players to get us up to the, another level like Klassen Schneiderlin uh, you know uh, a big upgrade on what we've had in there in the middle of the you know so if Koeman is part of that process where he's just to get us to that level and then we go bigger again I'm not bothered uh, Chelsea do it all the time yeah trophies, you know. so it is and uh, like players come and go managers do come and go yeah. but certainly it, you know from what mine and your comments in the opening part there I'd definitely say we are fans of Koeman I wouldn't not say there's that. a lot of Evertonians who aren't fans of Koeman some of his decisions were questionable last season um, but you know let's not dwell on the negatives I think they're largely positive and that's why he probably gets a 7 or 8 out of 10 from both of us definitely so. he gets an 8 out of 10 purely for straight talking yeah. no more bull off yeah. like Martinez and stuff you know what we have he just says it how it is you know. that's what we want isn't it we want honesty and, and Evertonians who pay the money to go and watch the team they can see what's happening in front of them whereas Roberto Martinez decided to sell us a story and say right this is happening or papering over this and that and singing positivity See, when it wasn't there wasn't no real room for positivity absolutely and what I'm loving now Cuban's barely said a word all summer but it's all happening behind the scenes so it's, it's this Everton there's more actions than words you know it's much more not ruthless and stuff what it's doing so we just know? end it there then we <laughs> just captured the comprehensive Everton view in 10 minutes there <laughs> but yeah it's it is it's good to be positive um, probably you know, last couple of podcasts we've done, we're on the back of defeats. You know, yeah. the derby for one, when we felt like fighting each other. And, <laughs> um, there was a couple of other defeats. Uh, the season did sort of pitter away, shall we say? But you know, overall, we have to look at the bigger picture. And I think, especially since Christmas, we really kicked on, went on an unbeaten run. Goodison was great. It was great to go to the game again, wasn't it? You know, sometimes you're coming away last season, the season before, and you're like oh my god what is going on we were trying to play a brand of football that kind of didn't suit we were in the bottom half of the table there was just a lot of disharmony whereas I think Koeman's he's dragged us back from that and, and instilled a lot of belief and confidence and honesty Definitely. and realism and also mate Goodison Park under Martinez was like doing the dishes you know you felt like you you know they need, you had to do them you had to go it was a chore but now it's the, the fun's been brought back into it you know the way we're yeah. playing at home such freedom you know yeah. just gotta, the way we're playing just adds to the fun doesn't it you know and that's what it's all about it certainly does but 
moving swiftly on because there's uh, an awful lot of other things on that, that, that page there. We've Transfer not- activity so far, probably the most relevant um, yeah. item that people would want to just, well, they're certainly talking about on social media and I know every, Evertonian I've spoke to, yeah. their the faces light up. Um, when you look at the activity so 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 far, Mark, we've done deals for uh, Jordan Pickford, a deal which could be worth thirty million. Uh, David Clarkson from um, Ajax, uh, a deal twenty six million. Yeah. And Sandro Ramirez is the deal is done. It's just not confirmed yet. And also this week, a deal is apparently done. It's just not confirmed yet by the club. For um, do you want to have a go at that one? <laughs> Henry Henry Anyakuru, I think his name is. That's the one. I mean, the club not confirmed it. He stood under a crest that says "No Satisfaction." This I have to but yeah, Everton's media department seemingly uh, on holiday at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, this fellow's under the badge. So I think he signed. I think it's been marvelous. Absolutely cutthroat, and also a whole new spine is developing at Everton. You know, with, you know, we've got a goalie, class, and a goalie, a real good goalie. No matter what you say about being relegated, or, you know, it's not a manager, it's a goalkeeper. You know, plenty of good players have been relegated in the past and in previous teams when they've signed for others. Um, but Pickford, you know, oh my God, did you see that assist? <laughs> I mean, that was mouthwatering. What well, he can offer it in an attacking sense as well is mouthwatering. You know, when when we're catching teams on the break, but you know. He's clearly. I have got no problem at all with who, Matt, who uh, Steve Walsh signed. This fella scouted Leicester to the to the Premier League title. Uh, for me, I wouldn't. You know, if it was a name, no one was impressed with. But he's seen him fit into that team. These guys see the whole picture. Um, and yeah, we only see bits of it. I'm, I'll support anything they go for. But they have been stunning signings. You can't go wrong. You know, class has got a bit about it. Well, just goals from the field. Just reading, like recently, we, I spoke to a couple of like fans of those clubs or football writers because I I don't know about David Class yeah. or Sandro Ramirez. I don't, you know, I played chat manager back, back when I was a lot <laughs> younger, um, but I don't really follow them leagues. I'll be completely honest. But Jordan Pickford's one who I have I have seen in front of me. I've seen when he come back off injury at Goodison. Granted, he didn't have that good a game for Sunderland on that occasion, but all the signs for me is uh, you're investing in that area, and he'll 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 be worth that money. You know, he could be worth twice that money in a couple of years' time. He's 23. He's going to come into his prime. You know, look, he's he's playing for the England under 21s. Yeah. He's um, he's developing. He's he's a confident young man. Speaking to the Sunderland fan, she was uh, she said she described him as unique, and she said that he, he's. 100% going to be the best English keeper and go on to great things for the England national side and these, yeah. this has come from a girl who's, who's watched them week in week yeah, out yeah. The, the price tag people turn, we'll come to price tags in a minute but people turn their nose about it but I've been yeah. crying out for a good goalie for years and I know you have and you know we had Tim Howard and we've, we've, we've dallied with we've, uh, sorry we've experimented with Robles and Stefan Berg because let's be honest they are experiments they're not long term options yeah. And I'm, I'm pleased in that area. That was a real showstopper. And then on the same day, we had the Davy Clarkson. And obviously, reading, reading about him and listening to what people have said about him, he sounds like a real, like a real gritty, passionate, creative player. Who he's a captain of Ajax. You know what I mean? You don't yeah, become the captain they... of Ajax for nothing. So, so we signed Ashley Williams, captain of Wales. We had Seamus Coleman, captain of Ireland, at one point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We've got Phil Jagiel, Gareth Barry around the club. Natural leaders, Schneiderlin's a natural leader as well. Yeah, and 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 uh, someone comes in from Holland who's the captain of Ajax, another leader into that yeah. team. I'm not. It's a toss-up as to who could be yeah. captain next season. But also, do you know what I mean? I like Gay. He was talking about not being that happy about last season. He was happy, but but not content. 
wants to do a lot better this season. You know, and we all thought he was was fantastic. We thought he was brilliant. Us, yeah. Know, yeah. So you've got these players who are coming in who they're already proven in the Premier League. They're on the up or you know they're coming from afar who they're looking really impressive. And yeah. as you said about Steve Walsh. So I mean, what I liked about Classen, it just uh, it gave a sense of a fresh Everton, a new Everton, and, and a different Everton. You know, um, that player he plays between the lines that we just haven't had. Yeah. You know, he's going to link up with the forward man. He's going to get into the box like a more effective Tim Kale. Whereas Kale was a great late, was a great arriving into the box late. You know, goal scorer wasn't a great midfield player if you ask me. But you know, Classen seems to have that both connection. You well, know, ask, ask me, ask me. Two months ago, we were just signed this summer. Number one, I was a set of goalie. Yeah. Done that. It's easy for me to say now. No, but it's but true. Number one, I mean, I've been openly on my opinions about Everton goalies for it's probably since Nigel Martin. But yeah. they've gone out and done that. I'd say centre half because I don't think Funes Mori's going to stay. Jaggy Elker and Williams, okay, yeah, but they're not long term options. I would have said centre half, so we we'll talk about Michael Keane in a minute. Yeah. But looking across the team, you'd say creativity now, either at central or on the wing, because we haven't got many wide options apart from Morales, Balassi, and there's arguments for where they actually play. Yeah. Then they've gone and bought Klaassen ahead of Schneider and, and Guy. No. And, and you look at that spine, as you said before. Potentially bringing in Michael Keane, who's highly rated. Pickford behind that, Schneider and Guy, David Class, and potentially Ross Barkley and others if he stays. And then you look beyond that, and they're looking at Sandro Ramirez up front. Yeah, we could we could list another five players to be linked with in them creative areas. So they are focusing on the areas that we need to focus on. Finally, they're identifying where we need. I don't think it's. The, I don't think we've even touched what how many players we want to sign yet. I really don't think there's going to be a whole new. You know, these are just the initial signings to get us up to that. You know what I mean? But I think Everton are going to be. People are slowly waking up to the fact that we're going to be dangerous next season. We are definitely going to. Well, if you and, look at it, Mark, and, and I'm shocked on it. This Lukaku fella, and I know he's pissing everyone off, and he's pissing me off as well. By the way, he's carrying on. But if he wants to continue doing what he does in front of goal next season and stick around for a year, then this is going to piss on everyone's chips. True. They think we're only doing this because he's gone. Now, yeah. if he stays, my God, do we look dangerous. Well, that's a statement in itself, I think, if he stays. Yeah. And, and everyone's expecting Ross to go as well, but, you know, there's talk that the offer's there for him, so... OK, so if Barkley signs a contract, but ends up on the bench now because the Schneider and Gay, Davis, Klaas and all in front of him, plus the kids, and if he comes in, how good does that bench automatically look now rather than someone, you know, a youngster or... Or a cleverly sat there. We've now got Ross Barkley on the bench waiting to come on. But you're, you're looking well, at you're looking at them areas, Mark. There's such an impetus on Lukaku, Barkley. That's why everyone thinks Barkley's going to ping in 25 yards every game because he's a scouser yeah. and he's an attacking mid or whatever. But the emphasis on him and Lukaku it is a big burden, and we've yeah. openly said that for the past couple of years. We have we just haven't had that the beef of, of personnel in the the final Spot third. On. But now it appears that we're, we're, we're not only getting it in them areas, but other crucial areas. And, you know, we'll probably we'll talk a little bit more about Ross and, and Lukaku in a minute. But, um, you know, Pickford, class and Sandro as well, we've got to talk about him. Yeah. Look what he's doing. And, and he's done for Malaga. He's doing for Spain, yeah. uh, the youngest Spanish side. I mean, I know that's not over the line yet, or it's not officially announced by the club. And also... This other lad from uh, from Open. He's got 22 goals in the Belgian league. Not not a second division, third division, the top Belgian league. So we're going out there and identifying these young targets who are scoring goals. Scouts like Thierry Henry. I know I do as well. But, <laughs> but 
but this is what I mean, and, and it 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 it, t- it feels like it's taken a generation to get to this stage where we're going and identifying targets. And you've seen it with the recruitment of Mason Holgate, John Stone, Dominic Calvert Lewin, other players in, in recent years who yeah. were buying. And obviously Dominic Calvert Lewin, who scored the goal in the World Cup final for the England under twenties. Now you you look at yeah. the recruitment behind the scenes, and they've signed another lad there, Nathan Jello Markello, a young defender from yeah. Holland. I think that's he's yeah. yeah, so yeah. They're also linked Brooks. with David Brooks, another kid from Sheffield United, and that Josh Bowler of QPR. Yeah. Now, obviously, you can tell I'm reading these names off a piece of paper, but I have yeah. looked into them, and I, I believe that David Brooks was he was a done deal. He was going to join someone one of the bigger sides in in the Championship, um, but now that's been called off because he had a, a great too long tournament, and the other powers that be are coming in, and Everton are one of them. The media are all over it saying Everton look like they're going to get him. There's another kid from QPR, so, do, so not like, only are we progressing in terms of bringing young scouts lads and local lads through, yeah. Tom Davis, Liam Walsh, Kieran Dahl, John Joe Kenny, Do you know what, we haven't even mentioned Luckman, who looked far more better than, than Calvin in, in the World Cup. We, I mean, he's another one who, who you know... Who, you know, we, we paid an awful lot of money for him but yeah. it's, a, it's another example of where the recruitment's going yeah. so we're investing in youth the academy's spot on anyway you've only got to see what Unsworth's done yeah. and, and, his, and his colleagues and the other staff at the club but also now we're going out for the first team and identifying targets you know what in two minutes we talked all that on earth am I still hearing same old same old this is not same old same old I think though I think I don't even think we should give to press ahead on every level I think me and you have been pessimists when it comes to Everton yeah. all too often I don't think there's any room for pessimism and negativity no. so we shouldn't even give negative Evertonians any airtime on this You're right. that's my honest opinion I'm the first to speak out about the Everton's operational you know behaviour over the past few years but yeah. although it is still early days Mashiri's been on board for less than 18 months Koeman's been there for less than a year uh, sorry, just over a year. Um, yeah. It is early days, and I can see why people are, will always have these reservations and doubts. I think that just it is instilled into some Evertonians. I know, but you've got I'm not let's, buying it anymore. There's got to be yeah. optimism. I'm not it's, buying it it's anymore. It's not only obvious, it's slapping you right in the face, man. Yeah. You know, you, you can't hide from the fact that Everton are upwardly mobile now. So, really. in terms of the, the names we've mentioned, we're happy with the recruitment so far. Mark, there's a list of names there, which I'll, I'll reel off some of them, but it looks like it's going to continue yeah. for example Kuko Martina from Southampton yeah. looks like it's going to be if they were waiting for his contract to expire they're going to bring him as we have reinforcements tomorrow will it be July 1st tomorrow okay. yeah exactly Saturday, I think, so people might say well we've got Coleman and John Joe Kenny well Coleman's got a very serious injury John Joe Kenny hasn't had that much first team experience and we've got the Europa League next season Yeah. so a signing like that low wages no transfer fee Southampton Cumin's already managed him at Southampton. Look, Fair yeah. enough. Michael yeah. Keane, thoughts? I just think that's a, a stellar signing, which people would like Steve Stewart Pierce massively out of touch and unaware of what's going on at Everton. Was astounded. Not only surprised, he was gobsmacked that Everton were going to get him. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's just Michael Keane, up and coming, emerging, fast improving centre back, made his England debut last season. You know, he's he's fits right in with what we're trying to do, don't he? You know, he's a, he's like Pickford, like class and he's, on a, the he's a new but he's a new but better Jagoka. I think you'd so. like to think he's he's a mix between but John Stones and Jagoka. It's the teams who also were were after him, but, but you know, but, but registered an interest. You've got them lot over there. United were, were talking about bringing them back, but they signed the lot from Benfica instead. Um, you know, we're beating off some serious competition here to sign these players. 
And Keane's just perfect. And he'll, he's agile, he's commanding, he's got a bit of class about him on the ball as well. I think, you know, like you say, an upgrade. He's like a John Stones and a Jagger Yelka put together in one player, if you ask me. Bar- a bargain of 25 million. He's the best for us, mate. That's Machiri uh, emptied his left hand pocket for that one. But it's, it's like it's the likes of Stuart Pierce who'll stand up and be like, oh, he, he might say that, you know, he's a bit of a knobhead, isn't he, Pierce, let's be honest. Yeah. But not only because he said that. Um, It'll be people in the media who go, oh, hang on, Everton have just gone and bought. But he was linked with them. They won't like it because no. we're not part of the so-called Premier League elite. You can't think outside the top four. These people. So when it gets, when it starts to become obvious that someone's breaking through, then they don't like it. The whole institutionalised, you know, into Arsenal, United, City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. That's it. Um, well, it's like your, it's like your people who, who who only think Premier League. They've only watched footy since Premier League was from yeah. 1992, and you're all sitting at you know Sky TV football fans, you'd, you'd call them, wouldn't you? They all think, all oh, right, yeah. they're the powers that be, they get all of the, the rewards they and they win everything, but they forget that there's another what 15, 16, or yeah. 14 clubs in the league. You know, they, they forget me that these clubs were once a power and, yeah. and can still be a power, and Everton, once honest to God, if this giant wakes up the way it's waking up right now, then it's going to take everyone. With it, and I think know. I think with City, like Man City, they, they they obviously they were in a power, and then they started signing players like Rubinho, and you know they had the new stadium and doing this and that. Yeah, they made a statement more on the like right in your face type of signings. Whereas I think Everton are going about it in a different way. The signing, realistic signings, as you said before about Balassi Williams, the best players at clubs just below our level, plucking them away. Yeah, but also plucking away the Schneiderlands, the players who are good enough to make that next level but they're just not getting a game with other clubs and then when we get to that next level ourselves then we can attract the bigger and better players yeah. so. there's also players that will improve as they go on Schneiderlin never thought more at home as he you know with Gay next to him is Schneiderlin Gay the most mouth for me mouth watering midfield prospect and that's not including Davis Platts and you know the likes around him you know I think that's going to be a real hub for us next season definitely so we're linked with Keen, Sigurdsson, I mean, we, we probably don't need to talk about him that much because I'm, there's a lot of fans of him in the, in, the, in the Premier League. You've only got to see his influence at Swansea. Fair enough, he went to Tottenham, things didn't work out. He's not yeah. the only player who's gone to Tottenham and that hasn't happened. It looks like, though, they'd have to pay top whack for him. And do you think he's worth over 30 mil or? Don't know. I'm a fan of him, but I don't know how he'd fit. And for me, I'm. I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm yearning for like a Mares type signing, you know, like genuine pace and trickery on the wing. That Anders Lindpart type player, you know, who can uh, can open up the fact. Sigurdsson is. I don't want him to be like more triple muchness with with like Barkley and if Barkley stays and you've got. Um, but I think Sigurdsson's got much more to his locker. To be honest, he can, he's much more accurate shooting. Isn't he? You know, he's got he can get into dangerous positions more. And he's more ruthless in front of goal. Um, I hate doing this because I'll just support anyone that Kuman and Walsh wants. I will honestly, if, even if it was the worst player we've, we've even seen. You know, for me, if they can see him fitting into a picture uh, that they get to have and um, progressing, I'll, I'll back anyone they sign. So, guess it's a good player, but are we going to have to pay 35, 40 million? Yeah, they valued him at 40 million, but I think. But when, the way when the, sorry, the way the fellow was talking, it's like they just, just give us a few more million there and it's a yeah. good deal, you know. I mean, I, people have talked about price tags, but for me, people say, it's not my money and, and kind of thing. Of course, like you, you do raise your eyebrows at some of the figures in this day and age that go around, but ultimately, 
you know, Everton have got money now. We've we've never had that, so we yeah. shouldn't really have that reserved attitude as oh, we'll pay that for him. If you want Everton to be better and you want us to go to the next level, we are going to have to pay it. And if that means spending sixty million on Michael Keane and Sigurds and to go on top of do X amount that we've already spent, yeah, that's that's regardless of player sales. We well, need so we need to do that. Absolutely, but to counter that, we just signed the Belgian top goalscorer player. You know who everyone wanted, fancied. And Sandro, who's the most sought-after player in Spain, if you read, you know, all the reports, for 12 million quid. Well, that's where the, the Steve Walsh scouting comes in. They have brought him in to sign quality on the cheap. No, no question about that. That's what he did yeah. for Leicester. But you know, so if we have got the money to get the the, the the experienced, established players in, but then they've got the scouting that brings in the unknowns for next to nothing. Then you know that it counterbalances it. You're not you're not like Denmark over there spending 25 million on everybody. And tapping up kids. Tapping up kids. Um, <laughs> Steve Walsh obviously being pictured wearing shades in Milan as well, which just makes things even even better. I'm a huge fan of Steve Walsh's snaky recruitment FC. <laughs> and he just, it, it, you know, briefcase, suit jacket over the shoulder and shades. This is what I've been crying out for for years. It's just, it's a whole new way of thinking and Everton are a business. I think some Evertonians need to realise that now that we're not just a big steal and borrow and loan anymore and you know Moyes probably worked miracles with a lot of the signings and the facilities he was given in terms of finances yeah. whereas we're on a different level now we've got more expenditure the club as a brand is changing commercially we're changing infrastructure wise we're changing so that, and that comes with the, the, you know the, 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 the rigours of the modern day game which is not only about 11 men on a pitch it's everything else that comes with it so yeah. I don't I don't bulk at any of these Price tags, if I'm honest, I want to see Everton signing better players, and if they slot Sigurd and in next to Davy Clarkson and Ross Barkley, then I'll be fucking made up with that. You know what I mean? Slides on the gate, sat behind, and then you know they're the, the looking reinforcements across the team. Some of the other names, just do you want a quick yet or no, or do you know yeah. much about them? But Andre Gray, uh, yeah, yeah, being linked with I him. can see that he's looking for pace in behind. I think Andre Gray would be decent. I, you know, I know his Twitter comments pissed everybody off, but. There's a player in there, mate, and it's pace, genuine pace in behind, and a player who I think could do like an Andy Johnson type job for us, you know? Yeah. Um, with a lot of, well, didn't win that many penalties, but, you know, trouble the defences, um, get defenders on he's the back yeah. He's busy, mate. Well, he's and a goal he'd scorer, relish, isn't he? Yeah, and he he'd done... absolutely relish playing that, haven't he? I think when, when Burnley got promoted, he, 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 he was a key influence in them getting promoted. I don't think he, I don't forgive me. I don't know an awful lot about his goal record since Burnley been in the Prem. But I don't think he's, he's had injury problems and discipline problems and whatnot. But yeah, he's he's another one who's been mentioned. Marcelo Brozovic from Inter Milan is another one. Is he a good player? I love him. Well, I said you on a Sunday night, uh, you know, last sort of match before Brand Inter Milan have been on a lot this season. Brozovic is absolute all action style player. You know, like. Um, Box to box, but, but busy, constant menace, looking to shoot at every opportunity. I know it pisses some people off that, but he's uh, he's always busy, always links up the play. He's in and out of Inter's team all the time. Yeah. Um, he's either great or he's not, you know, but uh, they can get him, so he's, yeah, he'd be a real good sign of him. You know, real busy, menacing type player, but he's physical as well, you know, he's got it all. But he's another one who's been linked, and it's not like if you play for Inter Milan now that it's like, oh, we're going to one of the big Inter and AC. Well, AC have just signed Fabio Berini, so I think I that know, tells you got, all about that. I think that. he's got Philip Sendros' agent, that yeah. Musa, Musa Dembele of Celtic was apparently a Finch fan. Yeah. Again. Uh, no smoke without fire. 
absolutely not. He's done well, but is is is, is, is he the like, SPL? I mean, you know, what's that to judge? How do you gauge a performance? Well, Scott Sinclair's doing well up there, and you know he didn't really. So is Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers looking like a messiah up there, but Dan Bally makes it. It's the types of goals he scores that, that impresses me. You know, he can score uh, left foot, right foot, header, and some distance, uh, tap ins and stuff. But then, is it just too, a non too subtle way of saying Lukaku's definitely going because he's that type of player? Mm. You know, he's that physical. Uh, I don't know how he can, if he can hold the ball up well or not. But, you know, Lukaku's improved in that area. But yeah, he's someone, I think, if we get the likes of Dan Bally Sandro and say another one. Ian Atchell would be one I would like a Hudson, you know, that type, you know, like a storage type player that, yeah, that, can, yeah. that, that, that can get you 15 goals from nowhere, you know. He seems to be getting linked with everyone, and not he? And he does. That always worries me that. You just don't know what the fella's motives are, or, you know. Well, you've got on the list there, we've already mentioned Martina, and by Niang, we, we nearly signed him a few years ago, didn't we? And then he went on loan to Wofford. Didn't, didn't look all that good. I'm sure he's joined someone else since we typed this up as well, so I could be wrong on that one, but he's being linked. Also, Lemos, Mauricio Lemos, yeah. from Las Palmas. Let's face it, it's, it's, we all like it because of the name Lemos and stuff, but well, I just don't know anything about that guy, mate. I'd be lying if I said anything. I know he's a commanding set up. So, yeah. they may, they may, if they go and sign him and Michael Keane, and then that means they'd have Jack Elka Williams and Funes yeah. Mori, so they'd have five centre halves for two positions. I honestly don't think uh, Jack Elka will be there. And Mason Allgate, sorry. Mason Allgate, who is yeah. not a right back. We can't keep shooting. So that's going potentially in. six centre halves, so you'd think, well, someone's going to make way. Jack Elka, he's being linked with Chef United. Um, Funes Mori's injured and he could potentially move on. Could, you could see Mori going to like. Spanish club, couldn't you? You know, yeah. that type of style. I think he did. got to move him, like. Yeah, I don't think he's favoured at Everton. No. Um, I, I just don't think. Even Williams, I think Williams would be the backup, you know? I yeah. can see that next season. Um, which again strengthens our bench. So we've, we've mentioned then, we've mentioned Josh Bowler of QPR, highly rated youngster, David Brooks as well. Um, and, you know, the list goes on, yeah. to be honest. We could, they're the ones who, which we've kind of gathered of late. Yeah. Um, the late links. I'm sure there's probably 10 or 15 that we've missed. You've only got a hashtag on Twitter, Everton Transfers, and every man and his dog is linked, which is usually the case when you're doing well in the window yeah. as well. Uh, Some people can't just can't tweet anything other than announce Sandro. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm concerned about... Um, some people's health because of that to be honest because they just seem to be losing sleep absolutely because being announced but I'm, I'm, I'm fully expecting it to be announced I, I, the, you know the way things are going Everton may announce a triple sign in this weekend and do it in the fancy media way that they do nowadays wow yeah that must take its time putting their video things together anyway that, so that'll delay that was, by the way that was worthy of comment that was marvellous that yeah. the way they introduced Classen thought yeah. that was marvellous but even, even that Mark is like a new aspect of and out some transfers which Everton have never done yeah and it, it's it, it's exciting isn't it Absolutely. it adds that like apart from just you know the picture of contract Dave with the with the <laughs> new player apart from that yeah there's like a new aspect and the social media drives that as well but the communications and sort of that aspect of the club is it's, improving it's 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 reaching out to the fans in a way that they know that they love it do you know what I mean I, I thought it was great was that a Friday night when he announced Friday David Friday at 10 o'clock yeah. You know, get on the ale. Everyone went straight to the fridge to crack a beer. Come on, <laughs> are, you, are you ready for another one? It just Everything. captured the mood beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so if we could do another one like that, you know, 
By the way, I thought the, the guy who signed for Yeovil Town was on Twitter. The other way they'd done that was mad. How did he do that? Snapchat filter. Was it? And the guy, it went from, sort of zoomed in on, you know, Britain from above, you, and then it went straight into Hoosh Park, Yeovil Town's ground. And, and, and the guy just, and it come up an emoji of this fella's name. I think, it, I can't remember his name. And then it went, Cut straight to a live video. Hi, I'm Yorval Town's new signing. Thought it was marvelous. That's great. It's brilliant. You know, it's huge and It's different to it than just a statement on a website. It's, so it's just the fans. It's just appealing to the fans. It's really. They can announce a signing every Friday night if they want. <laughs> we'll all be on yeah. the aisle. Oh, that's exactly what we want. We so we've, we've 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 probably covered an awful lot. We've probably gone over what half an hour there on yeah. on the opening part. Really, there's a, there's an awful lot of other things happening at the club in terms of ins and outs. Um, Delafoe's been linked with the move back to Barca. Aruna Kone and Conor McElhaney and a, and a host of other players have been released. Um, yeah. I've also got down there that James McCarthy's been linked with Burnley and Jagielka has been linked with a return to Sheffield United. So, yeah. without dwelling too much on them, you could probably see both of them signings happening. Although Jagielka's all over the press well, talking about everything, but you just don't know in football, do you? So. You don't. But also, you just can't see a place for McCarthy anymore in that team. You just yeah. can't. <laughs> we can't. We can only play so many midfield players. In, in terms of the other people I just mentioned, Daruna Kone, I, I don't think he really justifies yeah, just me. Trimming the wood from the chaff, isn't yeah. it? You know, Conor McElhaney, um, the veteran that he was, um, he was due a testimonial. I heard, but he got rid just before. He'd done well at Oxford last year. To be fair, Conor McElhaney when he went on loan for Fleetwood. Now, is he has, it? He has, yeah. yeah, he signed Fleetwood. To fair be enough. fair, probably his level. And I hope he has a good career at that level. Yeah. Phil Jevons. He hasn't got. He hasn't got much left in his career. He's about thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Been on loan for twenty-three years or something. He has, yeah, but. He's gone, Coney's gone, Dullafoe could potentially go, which I'm, I, I'm kind of gutted about, if I'm honest. I think so, mate, because, you know, the guy had, you know, he could have been that player for us, that star, you know, and, and it was a good sign, and Marlis managed to get him, you know, when we got him on loan. I was amazed when we got him on loan, and then, you know, you think this guy could kick on, and we're all looking for that new Kinchelskis type player, that new player who can, you know, excite fans and get players off, uh, get fans off the seats, but it just didn't work out. I think the guy's attitude could have been better at times you know I don't think he likes a bit like Barkley doesn't like being told what to do and all that but you know you've got a fellow there who's won European Cups and, and, and trophies at the highest level you know you need to listen to him you I should want to embrace that as absolutely. a manager and, and improve yourself but absolutely Again, I don't follow AC Milan too much, but he seemed to be doing all right every time yeah. someone put a picture of him or video on Twitter. He was scoring all yeah, the Yeah, they love him. I think you'll always get that from Delafoe, but you, for that, obviously, at Everton now, you need a lot more. Yeah. As you just mentioned, the work ethic is, is a key part so it of that. Fit so. in, it doesn't fit in, it doesn't fit in. It's one of them. But nothing's confirmed with that, so we'll see how it pans out. But um, we'll, we'll, have, we'll take a break then, Mark. And yeah. then when we come back after the break, the second part, we're going to talk about the fixtures that were announced. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit more about Ross Barkley, Romelu Lukaku, and some other things like the new kit. Yeah. And, uh... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Obviously, 
our, our younger players who were World Cup winners. Wow, last uh, month. I so. mean, not not West Ham won it in '66, and well, Everton romped home in that in that Euro under twenty under twenty tournament, didn't they? Brilliant, and Everton won it. <laughs> you just mentioned West Ham. I think. Um, <laughs> We should mention, By the way, comedy we should mention that, yeah. I'm still getting abuse. They think they're similar to Everton. <laughs> I, I, I was it eight, eight league championships out of West Ham, seven or eight, is it not? No, similar. The, Please go to bed and think on sleep on that. Just signing their top target and then loaning them out is just absolute classic <laughs> piss boiling from Mashiri's <laughs> snaky blues. But we'll be back in part two and we'll speak to you then. See you. Bye now. Hello and welcome back to the Everton Fan Focus podcast. This is part two of the pre-season special. Um, myself, Mark Finnegan and Mark Ellis are trying to cover every single Everton-related item of the past two months. Um, before the break we talked about last season, we also talked about the transfer deal and so far. We got quite excited, didn't we? Yeah. Um, got carried away. So... Now we're going to talk about some maybe more serious, a bit more downbeat things. Well, not necessarily, but depends how you look at it. Romelu Lukaku, Ross Barkley, Mark, what are your thoughts on both? Oh, it's dragging on far too long. I want some decisiveness, mate. We don't need this again. We don't need a summer of, is, is it happening? Is he going or not? And Lukaku's acting like a baby at the moment. And I, I love the guy, but he needs to, you know, the Chelsea thing was not too subtle. We're not idiots, you know. We're really not. Why is he filming himself playing five-side football anyway? You know, we know what the guy can do, um, and and I think just think that it was too subtle. But the character it needs to be sorted one way or the other. He's going or he's staying. Same with Barkley. You know, don't, doesn't he want to sort his own future out? You know, you think just for his own peace of mind. So let's just, you know, yes or no. There was a deadline that, that sort of went and gone, um, but. You know, that's the one thing. If, if both of them stay in, my God, with a force next season. But if they're not, then we need to get them out and then, and then uh, get the players in who are going to replace them. You know, because believe it or not, Everton without these players, I'm moving on anyway. That's the whole thing I, I get. I think that's a sentence that a lot of people need to realise. And I, I, you know, I always bang on about. Well, I don't always bang on, but sometimes I mention articles I've wrote. And about two months ago, I said like. Uh, just another number I think the title was of the article and yeah. I said like if they, if they move on they move on and people it is a bit cliche with no, no players bigger than the club Romelu Lukaku is massive for Everton Football Club and yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of him and Ross Barkley and I don't want them to leave no. of course I don't want them to leave but at the moment the way Everton is and the way Premier League football is and money and everything if they do leave I'm not losing any sleep about it no, no affinity towards them whatsoever and at the end of the day they are just another number and uh, what you've you've just basically summed it up you said with or without them Everton are on the up anyway yeah. and that's my main concern it's like, and it's your main concern the club as a whole but when, it's not going to affect us the way like when selling Big Dunk massively affected us and we left with Karen Marsh up front and, and, and selling Rooney you know signing Marcus Benton I know it worked initially but you know in the end it's cost us and it you know obviously cost us Marcus Benton he's fucking soft of ales isn't he he's about 62 now getting stumbled yeah. yeah but you know what this train is leaving with or without you you're either on it or you're not and, I, and for the first time I couldn't give a monkeys if they went it's going to be a massive gap to fill but I think everyone will go a different way we'll get the goals from elsewhere I honestly believe that makes it wrong. honestly they stay great if they don't not I'm going to get that framed <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a lot to be made of it. But you say it, it's, it's kind of going on. I, I think Ross Barkley's either agreed to sign a deal or he's going to sign a deal. I know, that's my honest feeling. Yeah. Uh, certain people have said 
the deal was already agreed before he went on holiday. He's obviously gone on holiday and he's had his tattoos removed as well, but to be honest, he's probably grew up a bit and thought these tattoos look a bit shit, but one of them is an Everton tattoo, I believe. Uh, I've heard various things about Ross Barkley and I don't really want to sit here and speculate, but I, I, I'd, love, I'd love him to be a success at Everton, but if he leaves and he goes to Spurs, I think his, his head will go down there and I don't think he'll fit in and yeah. he could end up at a West Brom or a Newcastle or someone, no disrespect to them but I'd hate to see him do that because I do think Ross Barkley's got the potential to really drive this team and be the focal point of Everton yeah yeah I, I, yeah he hasn't reached anywhere near that level and it would be a waste but you don't know what's going on mentally you don't know what's going on behind the scenes relationship with Koeman you know he's had a few incidents last season bombed out the team yeah in the main I thought he'd done okay last season Ross he had an incident where he got punched and stuff like that there's a few other little things creeping in and rumours but yeah. as I say I don't really want to speculate about it but I, I, I'm confident that he will sign but yeah, I'm not yeah. all too I'm not too worried if he doesn't sign I, I think the best I can say is I'm indifferent to it you know yeah. I'm happy if he stays of course I'm like I'm delighted but because we're in business you know what the yeah. guy's an arsehole but he's banging in 25 goals then I'll take that yeah. Rather than an icy, icy John Spencer who's got no goals for you. Yeah. You know, we've seen it. So I'll take an arsehole up front all day. I, I think that the focus on Lukaku, you should expect this day and age that people are going to pick out that he's playing footy on a five-a-side pitch with Chelsea badges on it. And then he put another one, didn't he, on his Instagram saying, look, I'm playing on this pitch but, and it's got no no badges. And he's having, a, he's having a dig back, but he did give a, 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 an interview in the Belgian media saying going back to Everton wasn't an option, yeah, which is see, high, highly disrespectful. And if he's leaving, he doesn't need to say that. No, because he's basically alienating the fans without having a move secured anywhere, and that puts him in a very unreal position. But also, that's the big thing, you know. I've just said, like, I'd have an arsehole up front, but the guy's disrespected the club so many times. Yeah. We're not a proud club, and we're not a club that should take stuff like that up the arse it's just something that we we want to we're a lot more classy than that aren't we do you know what I mean whereas I think you know so I think that's possibly why most fans want him out is because he's just constantly belittling and and, and sort of teasing other fans about what he's doing you know what I mean yeah, other yeah. clubs fans are meant yeah. and people say disrespectful but I, I, I indifferent in the word I said like I'm not really one who sticks up for him, not really one who's going to slag him off on Twitter all night long. And I'm not yeah. that, you know, it is what it is. And if he stays, he stays. If he, st- if he leaves, he leaves. And the yeah. main focus is everything else that's going on. In years gone by, we've waited for our star man to leave, and then we've oh shit, now we've got a loan tomorrow, I'll scrap around. Where is we're not? We're going out, and we've spent upwards of 50, 60 million already. Yeah. You know, probably 70 million by the time the, 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 the current deals and players are, are being announced. So I'm a lot more relaxed to it. and you have to be if you're going to lose sleep about players leaving your football club in 2017 and you're not going to get much sleep you're not going to if you, if you, there's a lot more serious things in life yeah. than, than, than worrying about players and I know kids idolise players and I did when I was younger and names on the back of shirts and that but at the end of the day it's a conveyor belt managers, staff, players conveyor belt and you have to want for the best for your club and, and the players that are there you want them to do the best and get your club to where you want to be for the yeah. time after there and when they move on you it's a transition it's just Absolutely. I, know, I, I, I sound like a broken record with it but that's definitely my attitude towards it and another thing from a comedy point of view Romelu Lukaku's playing footy in LA yeah 
Why is he at the bar chatting up the birds? I know. Hey, I'm I mean, the guy's coming across as boring. Because I know when I went to LA, I certainly wasn't playing footy with a no, load of... Uh, I'll tell you what, when I went on holiday, I wasn't industrial cleaning either. I well, took time out. Exactly, and I think if... <laughs> people might say, well, if, 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 here's where it's some sort of charity event and I look like a bastard, but... Yeah. You know, come on, lads, go and lie on the beach or go down to Muscle Beach and have a, have a <laughs> bottle of Modelo and... Walk a pooch along the... Chill out and chat some women up or something, yeah. yeah. I don't know, it's just... It's all a bit like it's, it's all seems a bit staged on it, and yeah. I don't think his agent helps because he's not old as a a bit of a, a name for himself, ass. Annie. So yeah. So there you go. That's Lukaku and Barkley's situation in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the object is. That conversation was. The biggest nutshell. So no. in, so in, in layman's terms, um, it's great if they stay, not asked if they go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fixtures, Mark. Um, yeah. It was wow. you know. It was obviously a Liverpool fan who drew them fixtures, that wasn't it? 100%. <laughs> All I'll say though is, bring it on, because if we come out of them first five games with 10 alive. points, alive, <laughs> and still beaten, then uh, that is one character building start to the season. I think God, if we come out of that with a few wins and a few draws, and, and remain unscathed largely, take a defeat out of six there, um, then... then the belief is going to sort you. If we, if we beat Stoke like 22 nil or something, <laughs> we might not be bottom by October. If they could give us maybe nine points for that. <laughs> the thing is, you know, again, it comes it's down an absolute to, nightmare. If we're going to go out and sign players though and, and be this ambitious club who are having a great transfer window, then we need to pit our wits against these clubs early doors and see where we're at. Yeah. Plus, yeah, yeah there's transitional phases for new players coming in, new formations, new mentality and whatnot, but. There's no better test, is there? No, and also no better time to face these teams at the start of the season. And it is true, it really is true. You know, if you're going to face Dice United early on, and, and United aren't force anymore, but City and, and Chelsea, then best to get them early doors. Looking look, look at it, like City, we got a point at City, Chelsea. We got beat at Chelsea? Yeah, 5 0. <laughs> I'm still in therapy. Oh, I don't forget what I was going to try and say then. I was going to try and pick some positives out of them games, but the fixtures are out and that's where we're at anyway. So it's Stoke at home. Yeah. So we'll all be there, you know. Sunny day, eight shorts. strikers. You know, eight strikers, two defenders, four, and, and Pickford in goal. Yeah. Pickford in goal. We'll all be there in our shorts, brand new club, you know, brand new kits. Every time Pickford does a slice volley forward, we wow. score from I it. Fell sentence to an excellent, another fella. God, he's alright, same mini Next one is the new kit. Um, now, both of us obviously. We haven't, we're not sat here in our full Everton kits for once. No. We usually are when we do these podcasts, by the way. Shin pads Shin and pads, everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> um, new kit, there was a proper fume about that, the fact that it looks, looks like a t-shirt and training tip. Kit, my opinion is everyone loves the training gear. Yeah. Um, so maybe Umbro, right, we'll just give you the training top then for your, your full kit this year. I, I, I don't know. But it does look for all the world like a training top. It looks, it looks great if you, like, if you go running or you play five-side footy with yeah. your mates, but obviously people like to wear it on Aldi or at Goodison and make a statement, so there was few about it. It's, it's basic, Yeah, is what I'll say, but I'm really not asked if they wear bin bags as long as they win football matches. Yeah, yeah, and um, plus I, 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 I won't, I won't care spend for 50 quid on a shirt, to be honest. No, um, I'll just buy a retro shirt and, and, and look like one of them, God, he was around in the good old days. <laughs> so, kind of ties into the next point, new commercial deal, so it'll be Sport, Sport Pisa on the front. Yeah, I thought they were only going to be the, the sleeve sponsor at the start and then a main sponsor on the front, but they've ended up being the, the main yeah. shirt sponsor. So, R.I.P. Chang. 
R.I.P. Chang, yeah. yeah. God, yeah, and R.I.P. to the beer, hopefully. Oh, I hope that doesn't continue. Hopefully. Pacer make beer. Hopefully, um, <laughs> you know, NHS walk-in check-ins will be, the, the, the figures will be down after Everton home games. And also a lot more scouts. Your dad hasn't had a foot-long hot dog and three pints of Chang and then ended up in rehab. Um, Sky <laughs> on a Sunday will be on the decrease, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, you you went there, didn't you? Yeah, you had to <laughs> lower the tone. Right, yeah. But yeah, that's that's another item for the agenda. Obviously, we you know <laughs> I'm not commercially minded, so we don't really know a lot about that. No, not even going to pretend to know a lot about that. No, Offfield Foundation for Bramley Moor. It's all gone quiet. That's good. Thing. Um, there was an annou- the announcement wasn't there earlier this year, and it was a long time coming. It was great. What? There's talk of Commonwealth Games, running tracks, temporary oh. running tracks, things like that. Again, I'm not. And people's heads are falling yeah, off. It's like. probably got no impact on Everton's plans, only for the no. fact that uh, the, whoever you know, the Commonwealth Games will utilise the new new Everton Stadium for part of that. Or people what? automatically think you're going to build a new stadium. It's going to have a built-in running track because of the Commonwealth Games. No, the Commonwealth Games doesn't dictate a Premier League stadium being built. Well, my lad, it's just a, an aspect of it. When my lad has a birthday party and I put a bouncy castle in my back garden for the day, it doesn't mean it's there to stay for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. It's there for one day. You know, people, they just can't wait to fume some people and I'm running and saying, fuck, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. The stadium's going to be worse than my stands. It's not, the guy feels so sorry for the guy down there on Twitter. He's getting all kinds of, people will not take any kind of reassurance off him that this ground is going to be like, a, I'm, well, from what I'm guessing, Bruce Dortmund's an upgrade on what they have, you know, the West Farland, the, the huge stands close to the pitch. You know, you mentioned a running track which could be well placed and took out without even mentioning, and, and people's heads fall off like, like they do normally, you know, it's just crazy. It's clearly a temporary measure if it happens. There you go. Get on with it. There's the voice of reason. <laughs> Any blues who, who actually bother their ass to listen to our podcasts. <laughs> That's Mark Ellis going on record. And that might be on the new Goodison timeline down at Bramley Moor. Uh, you know, first running track at Goodison. In, 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 you know, in inverted in commas. It's a fucking temporary running track, lads. Please you know, get over it. Mark, you know? Mark Ellis, end of June 2017. <laughs> um, we have to mention Bramley Moore because it's great. Yeah. Record season ticket sales at Goodison Park as well, which obviously in the short term yeah. we're staying at Goodison. We've got the new Cladden. We've got. They're probably it, being taken down after what's happened. Well, yeah. unfortunately, Cladden's on the agenda for yeah. in other aspects, but Goodison's yeah. looking probably better as as good as it can be. And you know, I think what's happening on the pitch and off the pitch, it's, it resonates through the club and. Did the season ticket sales speak for themselves? Well, it just represents the optimism and the hope that is genuine now. It's not just faint uh, optimism or, or, you know, things might get better. It's genuine belief things are on the turn, and that represents that perfectly is illustrated in how many season tickets uh, have been sold. Fans believe again, you know, it's great to see. Well, my dad's renewed. He'll be, he'll be glad to get a mention here. Yes. He'll be sending the links to all his mates, probably. Um, <laughs> Good old He's dad. renewed, and I think he was there when Goodison was built, to be honest. He was. He was in the ground. His typical match day routine, yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, he's been news, and he, he was the one who told me about the season tickets figures and stuff. So it was, yeah, it's, it's good, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, again, fantastic. Again, I think to be honest, I wonder Martinez. We were selling out a lot of the time. Stuff. We were. Last season was great. You know, we sold out, and the away following is always going to be the away following. That's always going to be super. As is the home following, but yeah. you fill out a forty thousand seater, then financial aspect to it as well, and yeah, it's all the club coming together. We talked about it during the opening part of this podcast about enjoying going the match again and yeah. winning games. Absolutely, you know, six three also. against Bournemouth and stuff like that. What a way to spend your afternoon! <laughs> one one on like four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nuts, but that's the way I don't want to go. Roy of the Rovers type football. Yeah. I, I, I go some, mate. Let's look that the crowd, the youth system, the manager, the, the owner, the new players coming in, the shite getting shipped out. It's all pointing one way upwards. Uh, and it's so obvious now. I'm honestly, I do miss the camera out tweets. I really do, but I'm not sorry to. I don't have to write them anymore. <laughs> you got an hour in before mentioning me. <laughs> um, we have to talk. Forgive us if these are random agenda items as well, but we're going through them as yeah. we see them. Um, England's under twenties win the World Cup, and I've mentioned our four men who were involved there. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, they, not only did they play, they were the stars of the show. If you ask me, you know they really were. You know, I know Solanke for for them a lot scored a few goals, a few crucial goals. But you know, let's have it right. The Everton players were the stars of the show in that team. Really stood out. Real indictment of what Unsworth's done in that uh, at that level, and the, you know the not just good players he's producing, but but great players as well. That was made up for because he hasn't got this opportunity. I feel like ever. He should have done. Should have grabbed it before Davis, if you ask me. Yeah, because um, he, he got a game, didn't he? When, yeah. when um, Martinez was leaving, Tom Davis younger than all of them. Yeah. Uh, not considered worthy for that one. He was like, uh, you know, way too above that. That's all. Lockman loved the player, didn't he? You know, yeah. bags of pace, trickery. You know, just all great goals. Lockman, uh, uh, and he, he kind of drifted out the team. Didn't he? There was rumours about him being homesick and stuff. But you do forget him. And looking at him in that competition, he was he was one of the most exciting talents you could ever see. And on, did they go? Who does he play for? So I think these lads are there waiting in the wings, and they're going to get game time because we've got Europe. We could be battling on four fronts this season. Cup, Cup, yeah, exactly. So these, this is where you utilise them. Maybe the strength and depth we're going to have with the players coming in means the Cremon will take every tournament seriously now. Yeah. I don't believe you took the league up seriously last season. You yeah, know? yeah. Calvert Lewin obviously got the goal, yeah. and he, he, you know he, he didn't have the best of times when he played. To be honest, Calvert Lewin he got a bad injury in January as well, which he was unlucky with. But you know he's uh, yeah. he's he's obviously got the makings of something, and that's against, why he was brought in. And he scored against Hull, but didn't quite kick on, did he? No, no. no. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't if you'd had a misses like that at all, no, would you? <laughs> um, so. This is them four, and congratulations to them. They deserve extra praise for piss boiling by getting an Everton flag out on the pitch as well. It's, it's just, which is just to make it look like we won the World Cup. Huge, huge fan of that. Love it. <laughs> it's just all about being snidey as ever. That's it. We haven't had enough of it. <laughs> um, so that yeah, it's it great. John Joe Kenny for me looks at wow. Looks just at uh, yeah, to be honest, he looks like a boss, Tony Ibbett. I'm not great on Colton. The guy's got it all, hasn't he? You brilliant. know, just brilliant. Just a, a shameless Colton. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to fit them all in our team. It's going to be so good. Cool. Play 22 players. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we'll give them a run out in the Champions League yeah. next season. Absolutely. Um, and then back down to earth. And Valencia, all yeah. gone quiet. Is he going to stay? Would you want him to stay? Would you pay over 10 million for him? 
that's so tricky. That looks as it all. We'll move no, on. No, I think <laughs> I, it's, I'd, I'd play about eight, seven, maybe. I, I don't know what it is that, that won't let me push above the 10 million. He had a great, he had a great impact when he came on. He won a lot of games, turned a lot of draws into victories and a lot of defeats into draws. Um, but, you know, it didn't quite win over the fans, but I think he was a surprise. Uh, plus point for us last season, definitely. Well, I, I'm going to be a lot more cutthroat and say no, not good enough. Send them back to West Ham. <laughs> that's it. Um, someone getting in the way here. Yeah. No, no. Everyone's entitled to the opinion, but I just don't think. I think if we're looking at the rest of the signings, yeah, yeah, thank him for what he's done, but nah, yeah. Um, Yannick Balassi and Mo Bezic coming back from long-term injury, and also Seamus Coleman. Yeah, well. I think. Don't think. I think the jury's well out on Bessic whether he's good enough for for what we've got in that midfield now. Uh, but Balassi, let's you know, if he can get back to, to the the player that he, he showed in glimpses last season, the player he was at Palace, then that is a real plus point for us um, and a real oh god, dare I say it, like a new signing. I'm getting my I don't know whether he'll get get in the side, but to be honest, but I don't think he will. Balassi, you keep forgetting about Balassi, and it's kind of I put Aaron Lennon's name down there as well. But in the wider areas, Delafoe potentially be going. Excuse me, we've got yeah. Yannick Balassi, we've got Aaron Lennon, Kevin Morales. You could argue the point that Kevin Morales likes to be played more centrally. Yeah. There isn't a lot of options out wide, but we haven't had them for years. So yeah. again, it's an area I expect Cumin and Walsh to be looking at. David Clarkson's obviously central. Sigurdsson's obviously central. Yeah. It's We need options, don't we? Yeah. And Amara is all a. That's what we need. It's fact that type of. Yeah. Can imagine the Kinchelskis in this team. My no. God. We need that type of signing. Oh, yeah. right. better quality. Especially when you've got eight strikers. Aaron Lennon. Um, I, I, I'll put his name on the list because obviously there's been. Yeah. We haven't done we, podcasts frequently hope. since no. April, so the stuff's happened since then. We could only hope that. I, I think I, I saw the pictures. I think he was on holiday, and we'd like to think, you know, without exaggerating too much, that he's he's, he's got the help which he needed yeah. and he can still have a career in football not only yeah. at Everton but in football and we wish yeah. him all the best obviously I think yeah you just don't hope the guy's found in a piece again you know that's all you can hope for everyone you know is that they're not walking around with demons and, and things are getting on top of them you just hope first and foremost that mentally he's, he's, he's getting back to his old self hopefully yeah. you know yeah. yeah. so he's you know in terms of his name he's, he's the most yeah, important thing I'm not saying to be straight with you I don't think Everton, he's yeah. got a future at Everton anymore you know yeah yeah um, but I hope he does all you can hope for is that he's mentally he's happy you don't, you don't know do you he, 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 there was a lot of stuff about he took you know he was a young player when he burst onto the scene oh. Leeds he was at Leeds wasn't he yeah 16 you know he played a lot of football and that, but maybe he never reached that level quite and then at Everton he stalled a bit so you don't know whether that's an impact in, in his mindset and what's gone on but yeah. I think people are naive to jump to conclusions and say you're a millionaire you know you no, shouldn't rubbish. have this problem that obviously something Look, serious happens um, with, with Lennon Death, death, the, the fella in, you know, well, he's well, got it all. Absolutely got it all. It, 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 it doesn't matter, does it? it no. You put your set aside that, and you know, this is not a mental health podcast, but. No, it doesn't discriminate, though, with what we're no, trying to say, does it? Exactly, and obviously we care, and uh, what happened with him was, was concerning, but like, he couldn't be at a better club to receive support and, and love from fans and staff and the world's best. And, and the support mechanisms probably in place. So, yeah, yeah hopefully we see him back in Royal Blue. If not, hopefully we see him back on a football pitch soon or later. But most importantly, hopefully he's all, he's all right. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, 
a point that you wanted for the agenda, Mark, was uh, Evertonians on Twitter and people's perceptions of Everton changing, so I'll let you go on this. I just want to have a little glance. The people are now massively refusing because, of, you know, they're so affected by um, what's gone on in the past, selling to buy. Right, it really got on my nerves that, that fans think uh, the money that we're spending now is only because Lukaku's going, but then if Lukaku had gone early and then we'd spent it, that was only because, you know, there's no way Mishiri could have won that, right? And these people are letting what's going on in the past and a certain individual, or what the way he's run the club, affect their thinking of what's happening now. And it's pissing me off, to be honest, because fans need to see what's going on. Can you not? Can you just take two seconds out of your fume for no reason and see that absolute everything that's going on at the club? Uh, and, and it's so obvious to Stevie Wonder that this club is, is progressing forward and wanting to do better. But some people who seem to be determined to remain in the mire about Everton and, and, and it's nothing to change, same old, same old. I absolutely hate that shelf. Um, it's like moving house and saying nothing's changed. You know, rubbish. Um, what's going on at Everton? You'd have to be a moron to not know that Everton are looking to do better and people just seem to be entrenched and, and they seem to get a buzz of saying the things that aren't different you know you need to lighten up you get one life you, you'd rather be optimistic and hopeful rather than, than fuming all the time about nothing yeah but fans just need to just need to relax and go with the ride <laughs> strap your seatbelts in and just, just enjoy the ride well, what the hell are you moaning about yeah that's just lovely. Yeah, it's so much shite and bringing in quality. I don't know what their problem is. Even to a moron, he doesn't understand. I don't. I'm not great, but he doesn't understand. It's not me, you know. Saltify, you know. <laughs> look at him. You know, just look at the. You know, look at the basics. Shite out, quality in. That's the basics. Okay. Forget everything else. Yeah. The infrastructure. You know, it's all there. Yeah. It's all geared to go up. Just. I, I, the I love the way you've painted that. To be honest, and <laughs> I've got nothing to say on it because. I agree with all of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I see it on Twitter. And we're, oh, well, obviously, crazy. on Twitter a lot, me and you, and you interact with people and you, you read a lot of stuff. And Yeah. You, in life, you tend to focus on the negatives. It's like if you work with that one person who drags everyone down, yeah. you focus on them and not the other 25 people who are silent every Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's probably relevant to you and me and jobs we've done over the years. Yeah. Uh, it's the same with your football club. You, there's a lot of fans who will just dwell on negative things, or the positive fans will dwell on what the negative fans are saying. They so, don't want to let the whole yeah. thing. I don't I, get it. My message would just be get, get carried away. Get, get yeah. carried away with Everton because. It's a it's a it's an old saying about oh, it's Everton, isn't it? And Evertonians get carried away. Obviously, you know we're, we're crying out for success. We haven't won trophies for years, a generation. In fact, there's a lot of young lads and girls there who've not witnessed any of it. And me and you are still relatively young, and we want it. We yeah. want it for our kids, and we want it for ourselves as well. And I would just say, get carried away, enjoy it. And I That's do believe we're on an upward curve. Because there's enough stuff in life to get you down. Believe me, there is. But Everton at the moment are the one thing. Well, you know, unless you've got a crack and sex life. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, are offering optimism, hope, and genuine hope for a better future. You know, like the Labour Party, <laughs> we're in the election. But, you know, I just think there's no reason at all to be negative. I mean, for God's sake, there's no bigger moaning ass than me. And I can't find any reason to moan yeah. on Twitter or, or about Evan. It's all you, you just it's all said cold. Evertonians, <laughs> the Labour Party, sex life. <laughs> All in like one two-minute rant. I just—it's great. 
<laughs> Hopefully, people understand why why we do these podcasts. It's, just, it's, it's, it's like uh, it's like rehab for Mark. You see, so he doesn't arrange fights with people off Twitter. I just get him in a room and let him say these things. So <laughs> <laughs> so I go back home and normal. But no, I, I see a point, and uh, you know, if you're not going to start to enjoy it now you're never going to enjoy absolutely. it absolutely Europa League draw third round of that oh, we're in yeah. the half 14th of July are we going out on the air for that or? yeah definitely I love the whole stage and I love the fact that European football is back on the menu but also you know, just you, off the passports not just that but when you see Everton on that little piece of paper you know what I mean you yeah. feel someone don't you you'll yeah. be like yeah we're a, we're a proper club again you know so we'll, we'll <laughs> great absolutely love it can't we we'll soon be playing in the pre-season we've got some of the opening pre-season fixes so the first game will be on a 27 so it'll be a month a month this week a, m- a month today in fact wow four weeks will be the first leg for whoever we play so a month today is the first first team I can't believe he's not playing in yeah <laughs> fumes yeah. four weeks somehow Coney's re-signed and he's starting up front because <laughs> Stoney's a left back for yeah. God knows why <laughs> and then the week later on August the 3rd is the second leg so obviously we don't know whether that's home and away yet we don't know our opponents but before then um, this Monday the players are due to return to training but it'll only be a select amount of them won't it in terms of being at competitions or whatnot Um, pre-season we've got Gorma here in a game and Tanzanian yeah Tanzania FC 20 uh, no doubt the County Road faithful will be turn up in Tanzania won't they in the masses no <laughs> can't wait to Tasmania see the pictures and the, and the videos from that <laughs> wherever that is I haven't got a clue and uh, getting frogmized into a swamp by a load of millers militia yeah <laughs> <laughs> with the tops off singing Ross Barkley songs gotta love it FC20 I know that one's in Holland and then uh, our KRC Ganks in Belgium in it so there's three games there scheduled before the Europa and then there'll probably be we usually play like uh, there's a Accrington Tramway of Preston Berry Berry that's always a favourite yeah maybe Wrexham yeah Wrexham <laughs> and then we play Sevilla that's the home yeah that's, um, the, that's the marquee the Conor McAnally testimonial the Conor McAnally yeah, testimonial yeah and then the week later it all starts match day one can you believe it Stoke City and then the playoff rounds for the Europa is that same week after wow so we are going to be chocker so we literally have one glorious Saturday three o'clock you may as well just sleep in ours we do a podcast every day <laughs> That sounds good. Uh, we'll literally have one glorious Saturday before the Sunday football hits. You know, we will. Man. Yeah, it's it's it is going to be action packed. But we going back to what we said about recruitment and yeah. signing a right back on a free and bringing play. You know, having six centre half, we may well need it. So, you know what? It's just all gold, isn't it? Yeah. It's all gold. Can't wait for it. I think we're going to be equipped as well. Let's get the players in now. Steve Walsh, get the shades back on. Let's get the players in and, and guards. We're looking. You know, Luther Van Dross and we have the one with Everton, we've got the Galaxy Ripple, we just we just looking smooth, sophisticated. I just hope it carries on. FC sexy. FC sexy. There you go. Uh, From you start to finish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So no satisfaction I orgasm. Oh my. <laughs> right. If you weren't listening to this, I'd suggest you turn off. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's fair to say from our excitement and obviously our enthusiasm about it, we're both excited, we're both largely positive about it. Yeah. Last season's done. Fair enough, we didn't really review it on a podcast, but we kind of did it in a nutshell there. Yeah. I'd say we, we were looking for more from Everton this season, especially with the recruitment of Nalgar. Absolutely. 
and we'll go from there. We'll be back, won't we? We'll be back in a couple of weeks, probably doing yeah. more of these in pre-season. Um, if there's any specific topics anyone wants us to talk about or things we shouldn't talk about, maybe, <laughs> um, by all means, let us know. It's at Everton Fan Focus on Twitter. It's Everton Fan Focus podcast on iTunes and on Acast as well. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back soon. It was good to catch up, Mark. And Great to catch up, mate. It's been too long, but obviously life gets in the way. Yeah, it does, but, you know, we'll get more in. And Everton, as long as they keep cheering us up, you know, I've got no... It's going to be a great season. I'm sure by the time by the time we next do one as well, we've signed a couple of different players and <laughs> a couple of pre-season games. You may see how humans experiment with players and, and, yeah, and formations and whatnot. So. It's going to be interesting to see what he goes with next season. I definitely. Think the change of formation is definitely on the cards. Yeah. Definitely. You know, but it's all gold. Can't wait. Most dancers season it's ever. all gold bring it on I'm going to put that on my Twitter bio <laughs> FC sexy it's all gold absolutely bring it, it on gold. you know what about time we felt this way as well it is and you know we've been like negative we we always make a point that we started these Jordan and Martinez era we started yeah. because we thought we were going to start winning the league because we finished fifth and then uh, <laughs> next thing you know we finished 11 twice on the run so there's only so much positive spin you can put on that we let the manager do that to be honest we just sat in a pub drowning our sorrows on the yeah. two years but you know it, there's been a lot of excitement and last season we, we there was ups and downs but yeah. many more ups and we're back now and we're overviewing it as a whole and I'd say there's a lot more pros than cons absolutely Everton are going places full throttle it's all gold can't wait all gold <laughs> thanks for listening everyone thanks for listening take care ta bye now every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a US based restoration specialist on your team you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.